other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. It is great to be working at this radio station today because we are officially kicking off an all-day tribute as we back the blue. Our mantra for the entire day is respect the blue, trust the blue, back the blue. I think if you know my schedule and my daily routine, you know the priority that I place on getting home fairly early and getting some sleep. There's not a lot of places in the world that would see me be awake at 10.30 in the morning. However, we are doing a special press conference this morning at 10.30 a.m., and I'm going to be here for it because this is important to me. I'm a big supporter of of the police, and we're going to have a moment of silence in remembrance of fallen officers. I've tried to use my time and my money, limited as it may be, to raise money for all sorts of police charities. And if you want to help raise money for the 77 WABC's Foundation Back the Blue Fallen Officer Family Fund, you can make a donation at wabcradio.com slash family fund. That's wabcradio.com slash family fund. The frustrating thing about being a police officer is that you always are the first to be criticized. You have everybody giving you a hard time. You have the politicians giving you a hard time. You have citizens that you might pull over for a traffic ticket give you a hard time. Heaven forbid you do something wrong or somebody accuses you of doing something wrong. You have to go before the Civilian Complaint Review Board. There's so much oversight and it doesn't seem like there are nearly enough occasions to celebrate the great things that police officers do, not only in this city, but around the country. And today we're going to try to do just that. So be sure to listen to WABC all day. I think we're going to have a live stream of the press conference at 1030 at WABCradio.com. And if you want to make a contribution to help the families of fallen officers, go to WABCradio.com slash family fund. I'm excited to be a part of such a great August day. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. You are not going to hear this often, but I absolutely must praise New York State's Attorney General, Letitia James. She is taking a giant swing, pun very much intended, at Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption. Yesterday, the Attorney General signed on to an effort along with more than a dozen attorneys general around the country that urged the U.S. Supreme Court to hear a challenge to the antitrust exemption after Major League Baseball contracted its affiliated minor league teams from 160 to 120. 
2020. The community that I live in, Staten Island, we were one of those teams that were contracted. And this was devastating for many communities around the country. Devastating not just for a lot of the players, but a lot of the personnel that found themselves without jobs. Most important, it was devastating for a lot of the fans that had supported these local teams and these minor league teams were making money. You want to know who killed minor league baseball or at least stuck a knife in the back of minor league baseball? Major league baseball. So why should they be the only professional sport that's allowed to enjoy an antitrust exemption? I think these attorneys general are absolutely right. Four baseball teams were affected in New York in all. Two of them, the Tri-City Valley Cats of Troy, a former Astros affiliate, as well as the Oneonta Athletic Corporation are suing. And Tish James put out a statement saying, minor league clubs are part of the fabric of hundreds of communities throughout the nation that don't have nearby access to a major league baseball stadium. By calling these clubs out of the system, major league baseball is punishing the fans and local communities. Communities. And as I said, you won't hear me say this very often, but the Attorney General, Letitia James, is absolutely right. I hope the Supreme Court does hear the challenge to the antitrust exemption, and I hope Major League Baseball loses their antitrust exemption. Why shouldn't they have to deal with the same sort of rules that every other sports league has to deal with? Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Yet another school district is doing something very, very wicked. This is absurd, but citing concerns about equity, financial hardships, and religions and cultural preferences, the South Orange Maplewood School District in New Jersey has decided that Halloween celebrations will be held after school hours. In a letter to families earlier this month, Superintendent Ronald Taylor said the Essex County District has been wrestling with three questions. Is promoting school-sponsored Halloween activities creating indirect and unintentional financial hardships for students and families? Do school-sponsored Halloween activities violate the dignity of some of our schools and families, either culturally or religiously. And what they've come up with is that the answer to those questions is maybe. So they are going to be essentially canceling all of their Halloween activities that are part of the school day. No parade with all the kids in their costumes walking around the school. No Halloween party in school. They're doing everything after school. This is ridiculous. Halloween is a fun holiday that children really enjoy. I completely understand that some parents may come from families that don't have the means to buy an expensive costume. So make wearing a costume optional or encourage the children to make their own mask, make their own costume. It's a fun part of the holiday. Or if they don't want to make costumes a part of it, just have the children enjoy some candy and some spooky decorations. There are plenty of charities in New York, and I'm sure there are plenty in New Jersey as well, that work to get Halloween costumes for underprivileged children or children that just don't have the money to buy a Halloween costume or the time to make one. I'm sure that if the school district were to try, they could get a Halloween costume for every child that doesn't have the means for one. I think this is so silly. It's taking a 
away what's uh, supposed to be a fun day in school, and it's ruining it. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. I don't know about you, but I am already completely over this Melissa DeRosa book tour. I am not going to buy the book, but you read any local and even some national publication and they are covering this book like it's the next chapter of the New Testament. I mean, it's really incredible. She and Governor Cuomo are apparently going to be on Bill Maher's show on Friday. This comes across as an attempt to say to her enemies and to Andrew Cuomo's enemies. An attempt to take down all of Cuomo's enemies and an attempt to have the last word. And look, It's America. She's got every right to do this. But it just looks so petty. And I don't know where she thinks her career is going to go from here, but who would hire her, either in government or the private sector, after this? The last five pages of her book might be the most fascinating because it's a series of 13 short blurbs highlighting the downfalls, or at least the low points, of all the people and organizations that had crossed her and the Cuomo administration. Example, Alexandra Biaggi, former WABC intern. Her dream of running for Congress came true. During the campaign, a number of staffers accused her of fostering a toxic and hostile work environment. She lost the election by 34 points and subsequently announced she was enrolling in divinity school. Basically, it's a burn book. I think this is really bizarre. The book's called What's Left Unsaid, My Life at the Center of Power, Politics, and Crisis. One political consultant close to the Cuomo administration told Politico New York, it just seems like retribution. This seems like a big, I went down, he went down, I'm trying to take people down with me. This is from a second political consultant. There's a little bit of desperation here. I couldn't have said it any better myself. And the key tidbit that's gotten the most play her accusations of inappropriate behavior by Jesse McKinley of the New York Times. To me, if you're Melissa DeRosa, who criticized all the women accusing Andrew Cuomo of inappropriate behavior, it rings hollow because the behavior that she's accusing McKinley of is even more innocuous of what Cuomo was accused of. Now, again, I think he kind of got railroaded on the sexual harassment stuff myself, but then don't do that same railroading to another public person. Oh, and by the way, she's also threatening to sue New York Magazine for writer Rebecca Traster's piece, which was out yesterday on the book. I mean, what a sore loser. Grow up. Move on. Beam me up. To be continued.